The views and opinions expressed on the Untold History Revealed podcast are solely those of the individual stating them and are not necessarily those of the Untold History Revealed owners. Now sit back and grab a cup of coffee or tea as we discuss some moments in history that may have been untold or forgotten. Another episode of Untold History Revealed starts now. Hi gang, and welcome to another episode of Untold History Revealed. I am your host, Sean Donnelly. And I'm your co-host, Marianne Donnelly. Uh, On this episode, we are uh, talking about something that's kind of related to the time that this podcast is coming out. Um, And that is two important women when it comes to the Battle of Gettysburg. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, the Battle of Gettysburg was July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. 3rd. Um, so, and I think this is coming out the 29th, 29th um, of June. Right. So pretty, pretty close pretty there. Close. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we are talking about one of the places that we've loved to go to. Uh, we've been there a couple times. Uh, can't wait to go back, but if you're into history, definitely you need to stop at Gettysburg, put that on your bucket list. If you're in a paranormal, well, that's just, uh. That's like Graceland for paranormal investigators, so uh, definitely want to make sure you stop there. So I I think I said we're going to be talking about uh, two women that were civilians, of course, women, um, that were important to the Battle of Gettysburg, or after the battle, so to speak. Um, The first one we're going to be talking about, um, Elizabeth Musser Thorne who is also referred to as... The Angel. The Angel of Gettysburg. Mm -hmm. Um, We've done uh, research on this before, and we've been out there, of course, done research. Um, And uh, we're going to be talking about her, and then we're also going to be talking about the story of Miss Jenny Wade. Yes. Who was the only civilian that died during the Battle of Gettysburg. Yes. During the battle, yes. Yes, during the battle. Um, Gettysburg in general is just an interesting place. I mean, there's so many stories, and I love the stories. As far as, like, the different battles and and, and things like that, I mean, that's a whole other gamut of it. I still don't understand all of them because there's literally hundreds of different stories with those different battles and skirmishes that took place. Um, But... What really fascinated me is the story of the town itself and those who lived there and the civilians. And uh, these two stories, they're kind of uh, endearing and, and heart-wrenching at the same time. But um, let's start talking about uh, Elizabeth Musser Ms. Thorne. Yes. Okay, she was married. Mrs. Thorne. She was married. She was married to Peter. Yes. And um, if you've been... To Gettysburg, or if you're going there, we highly recommend that. There's a statue that's at Evergreen Cemetery. Is it inside or outside? I don't it remember. is inside. As soon as you go through the arches, right next to the arches. Yeah, it's a bronze statue of her, mm-hmm. and it says the Angel of Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. Um, just the basics of. Uh, about her and then we'll get into some of the details um her and her husband and was it her parents or his parents his parents his parents they lived in that arch there Mm -hmm. yes in the gatehouse um, in the gatehouse and they were the keepers of the cemetery yes well her husband husband technically yeah her husband was and she ran the house basically right um but when the war broke out, Peter went and signed up to be in in, uh, in the military. So she yes. was left there to basically... Yeah, he said, just take care of it. Yeah, he figured, yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm going to go off and fight. It was just a local town cemetery. Right. No big deal. You can handle it. Little did they know that the Battle of Gettysburg would be coming to town. True. Yeah, so... 
she yeah. got a little more than she bargained for when he went away to, yeah. to walk. A lot more. Yeah. Um, so that's basically who she was and, and, and what happened. So for those of you who don't know, um, the town of Gettysburg, roughly about, what, 2,000, 2,300 people with the men there, basically. Um, at the time of the battle or approaching the battle, the only, basically, the only people in town were women, children, elderly men. Um, most of the men, even if they were family men, they went off and joined the military to fight for the cause. Right. For the North. It was Northern. Yes, it was. Um, so that population dropped down, and then here comes June 30th, and they start to see you know things that's taking place around town. At the time, it wasn't in town yet, but it was around the fields and stuff outside of town. They're starting to freak out a little bit because, you know, basically here comes the Southern Army, and then here comes the Northern Army, and these two are going to come together. And what's in the middle? Gettysburg. Gettysburg. <laughs> uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, when we talk about the storage anyway, but... Um, so we're going to kind of like, I guess we flip-flop these, but we're going to talk about after the after the war. Um, well, it starts during, yeah. and then it kind of goes to after. Why don't you tell them a little bit about the during? Do you remember that, about the uh, where they saw the soldiers? It was southern soldiers, right? Yeah. Um, at, at the beginning, before the battle, um, I think it was like the 26th or something like that, uh, the southern military came in and uh they wanted to take a look around and they wanted fed and so she took care of it you know made everything all good uh and then a couple of days later the union army came in and they said we need somebody to show us all the ins and outs of the town how to get in and how to get out of the town and they wanted a guy to take them and show them and her you know the old old father is kind of too old and then her kids are too young so there's really nobody to go and she volunteers to go herself so she goes shows them what's going on and then um eventually uh the union army says you should get out of here yeah and they (laughs) pack their stuff took over their house and said uh you gotta leave yeah they pack just the basic essentials of their stuff that they need and and they get out and they go uh, a little ways away into what they consider safety. And uh, after a couple of days, they're like, you know what? Uh, I would like some of my valuables. I think I should go and get my valuables. So her and her father-in-law, they kind of uh, go and sneak back home. And they go to get these valuables that they have. And what do they encounter but that their home is filled, it's occupied with uh, soldiers some are dead some are wearing their bedclothes you know they're yeah they're like okay they turn it into a military hospital yes. they kill all of their livestock yeah they uh, you know where their valuables were stored i think they stored them in the basement yes they the wrapped up the dead, dead with their good linens dead were in and the basement. things like that so yep. basically these people are basically homeless so they leave and they go back to camp and they try to get food and things, and the military is not being extremely helpful, you know. But they eventually get them some food, uh, and they happen to notice one day going down the street is their furniture on this wagon. And they're like, oh, my gosh. And there's nothing they can do about it. Wow. So they, they lose everything, basically. Um, and eventually they go back home. Right. Uh, after the skirmishes and battles have completed. Now, like I said, Evergreen, or it was at the time Evergreen, two separate words. Now, now it's, it's one word. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was the town of Gettysburg's cemetery. Correct. And if you listen to the stories or read some of the stories about the battles of Gettysburg, they talk about Cemetery Hill or Cemetery Ridge. Um, that's not the national cemetery that they're talking about. They're talking about the hill where Evergreen Cemetery was. Right. Now, so think about that. There there was a lot of battles that took place on Cemetery Ridge and Cemetery Hill. So 
a lot of those um, tombstones and graves and, and things like that were all torn up and broken and and uh, you know she had a cannonball when she went home dead horses and dead soldiers and stuff lying all through this cemetery and it basically was her job since her husband had left her in charge um, they were brought in as caretakers for that cemetery that's their job is to take care of it so she basically rolled up her sleeves yeah she was and, uh you know made sure the kids were fed and went to work yeah she was uh given the task uh of burying 105 soldiers 14 civilians who died in the aftermath and 15 horses in this dry rocky ground <coughs> and these people were in the sun dead for days it smelled horrible and she couldn't get help was she pregnant yes she was pregnant she was six months pregnant six months pregnant she's out digging graves yes and burying yeah taking care of her family and her elderly yeah uh in-laws right um and so with just the 63 year old dad and herself she had to bury these guys because they she tried to get people to come and help her but they're like it smells too bad i you know well there were bodies and and, and stuff everywhere yeah it and wasn't so they just they there. she couldn't yeah. get them to stay so there were a couple guys she got to come in for a couple days and then they're like yeah this is no uh-uh and so she was really left to the task of pretty much doing it all on her own. So here she is, six months pregnant. She's digging in all this rocky ground. Uh, it's dry, hard, and she's amongst all these smells. And I'm telling you, I have not been pregnant, but from what I understand, you you kind of have heightened sense of you know awareness of um, smells and tastes and things like that. And I can only imagine these bodies laying there in the suns, you know. Well, it rained. Ugh. It rained the first two days, I think. Then the sun came out. So then you got that wet, mildewy mm -hmm. smell. And, oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. I can just imagine. I mean, she's... So her house is tattered. Yeah to pieces all their valuables are gone she's got kids at, and, and trying to feed them and she's doing this that's why she was deemed the angel of gettysburg yes because she sucked it up and took care did of her it. job yeah. yeah she took care of it and she got a grave for all these individuals now we've uh we've done blog posts about this before about this story and um I'm going to try to figure out a way to either link to it on Dark Shadow Ghost Tours. One thing I didn't tell you in the beginning is who we are, what we, what this is about and everything. But uh, we're doing ours with Dark Shadow Ghost Tours and Panic D. Um, and a lot of times we do research on paranormal stuff or historical things like that. And we have a large collection of stories and, and different articles and stuff. And we thought, well, we just sit down and uh, do a blog post about them and kind of uh, record some of this stuff some of these historical events and uh this is one that's that's really really quite interesting and a lot of people don't think about that how the families were you know affected by this this battle i mean and there were several battles during the civil war and, and several other stories but um we found out about this one on our second trip there yeah really i had taken a, one, i had taken a picture on the first trip of the statue and i'm like that's interesting there's a statue of a lady in the cemetery interesting okay um but then i looked into it more when we went back that second time yeah i found out about her yeah we found some pictures uh, i think we have some of the yeah we have a picture that we'll put out there of the actual arch and how it's all i mean all the windows are blown out and yeah it was she, just totally was, trashed and I could just imagine this, the how those graves were tore up, and you could see some of the damage too of of some of those yeah. tombstones and, and things like mm -hmm. that. And here's the interesting fact too, and we're going to be talking about this, I think, on our next podcast. Um, we're going to be talking about the Gettysburg Address, um, but geographically, it actually took place 
in Evergreen Cemetery. Right. Which, um, the time frame, they did a lot of work to get that all cleaned up for all them people to, to come for that. So, Absolutely, yeah. Um, and a lot of this information actually comes from her journal. Because That's she right. actually That's right. she had a journal uh, where she kind of wrote down all these things that she had experienced and what she saw and what she did and and uh, I remember the one story where she was trying to get food for the family mm-hmm. and the military was basically telling her no this is for the military and yeah. you're like well wait a minute you just took my house and my food and killed my livestock and everything where am I supposed to get food from yeah and what did they give her it was just something uh, sugar and hardtack and uh really something else nasty stuff that yeah they it was it's like oh okay the soldiers and uh, i guess that's what they had but. yeah um but yeah they killed and ate her livestock yeah but. yeah but she uh did eventually have her baby and she named it after general mead Now, I can't remember. Peter came home, right? Her husband? You know, um, I think he did. I think he did. I'd have to double-check that. He was in the 138th Pennsylvania Infantry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was off fighting in Virginia. Yeah, he wasn't even fighting in Gettysburg. Gettysburg. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. So June 26th is actually, uh, it's actually the date of, of, this is not coming out the 26th, but that's, that's the date that we're recording this right now. Yes. Um, she, uh, she reported the, the Confederate soldiers being on the street in the cemetery. And I think that came out of her journal. Yes, it did. Directly out of her journal. Uh So they were in town. Four or five days before the skirmish broke yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm trying to see if, if Peter came back. I don't think we have it in that blog post. So no? I would have to look at I have pictures of his you know, tombstones and things like that. I have to go back and look. Of course look. you do. Of course I do. Because <laughs> I'm like that. But All right. She, so uh, July 6th. So on July 6th, she was baking bread for the soldiers and helping care for the sick and wounded that's when they noticed their furniture going down the street on a wagon mm-hmm. and nothing could be done and on the 7th that's when they went back to the gatehouse so that was four days after the battle they actually got back to the gatehouse yeah. and then saw oh man look at all the crap we got to do yeah and and there you go four days after they've been these bodies have been laying there oh yeah by the time she makes graves for 105 men and yeah it's yeah not it says here the smell was horrible and i think this came out of her diary too the smell was horrible and, and uh she could not get people to help with barrels because the stench was so strong a, a couple uh came to help for a few days but left horribly sick yeah but she stuck it out that's right yeah The Angel uh, of Gettysburg. Yeah. All right. So let's see where we're at. And if I'm not mistaken, in that particular uh, blog post that we have that you're going to try to link over, I think we have a link to her diary. Yes, we so. do. Um, quite interesting, uh, the reading of that, because it's from a perspective of like I said, a townsperson. Um, and there's other stories. And we were looking for a book. I don't think we ever found it. No. But somebody um, told us about it. That was like one of the quests we were on. Yes. There's a book about the cemetery. Is that the one you're talking about? No. It was oh. a book written about the the townspeople of Gettysburg. The different stories. Yeah, from, that was a... I want to get a hold of yeah. that book and find it. But, yeah. You know. Uh, one of those I thought you were men- mentioning the the one about the cemetery because uh, apparently there's a book uh, that the cemetery has that 
you can purchase, but you have to purchase it from the cemetery. And oh, that's there's like right. no, and nobody's ever nobody's there. ever there. Like that's I've been right. there several right. times, and there's never anybody there. <sighs> so the last time we were there, I was going to be there a few more days. So I emailed the, the the cemetery, and they got back to me about three weeks later. I was already home, and they're like, "Yeah, well, come by. I'll stick it in the door for you." And I'm like, "Yeah, sorry, sorry, already I'm left. already home." So I didn't get that, but that cemetery book is supposed to have a lot of information about the different individuals buried in the cemetery. Yeah, we're I'm get hoping, I'm hoping that that book also has some more about Elizabeth, which I would assume right. it probably does. Now, if you've not been to Gettysburg or you have been but never gone to Evergreen Cemetery, highly recommend it because there are some people that's buried in there that are quite uh, important about the town. Absolutely. David Wills is buried in there. Yes. Um, of course, Jenny Wade's buried in there. Mm-hmm. And Jenny Wade's grave is one of the two graves in the United States that has a American flag flying over it 24-7. Correct. The other being... Betsy Ross. Betsy Ross. Um, there's some other... And I have to say that hers is much bigger than Betsy Ross's. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Her flag is much bigger. And we've been to both graves. We have. Wow. Yes. Um, who's some of the other people that's buried in there? you remember? Just if you look I remember you history. jumping out of the car yeah, I know. and running I was like, oh, after. Oh, my gosh. Oh, there's David Wills. Um, <laughs> I did, too. <laughs> and we'll talk about David Wills in the, in the next podcast. Yeah, but if you look at any of the history of Gettysburg, any of the families that were there, all of their names, I mean, they're all there. Yeah, it's, well, that's the town you know, cemetery. Yeah, I mean, you just look at it and you're like, oh, there's the guy who created Gettysburg. His burial is here. You know, like, you just look and you're like, oh, my gosh, that oh, I know that one. Oh, I know that name. Oh, I know that name. And it's because we know Gettysburg so well because of this battle right. that, you know, everybody kind of knows those names. So, Okay, well, let's take a short break and we'll come back and talk about Jenny Wade. Okay. All right. Stay tuned. Mark your calendars, close your doors, and turn off all the lights. As twice a month, BTE Radio brings you a new episode of The Haunted Spotlight. Sean and Marianne Donnelly of Dark Shadow Ghost Tours dig deep into the archives of the Panic D database and take you inside a different location with each new episode. Learn the rich history and hear the paranormal claims of some of the most infamous and unsuspecting locations from around the country. Ever wonder what roams the property or lurks behind those closed doors? Curious about the true history of that creepy house that sits down the street? Want to know what evidence a paranormal investigation group may have captured? Then find out every other Sunday and tune in to BTE Radio for another chilling episode of The Haunted Spotlight, if you dare. <laughs> okay, we are back, and we were just talking about the Angel of Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. Um... And her husband, we were talking about what happened with her husband. Yes. Um, he he lived. He did. The... He did. I checked it out while we were on break, and he uh, returned home after Appomattox in 1865, and his family and he uh, remained as caretakers of Evergreen Cemetery until 1874. Okay, so... They were reunited. He came home and seen what his wife had done, and yes. I'm sure he was pretty proud of her. Yeah. Um, so the next one that we want to talk about is a woman who's actually buried in Evergreen Cemetery, and that is, uh, some of you may have heard this, um, her house is, well, it's not her house. Yeah, it's actually. <clears throat> they call it the Jenny house. Wade house, but you can go and tour the house. Um, this has been featured on uh, the ghost shows, yeah. basically. 
Um, Most famous one, I believe, is Ghost Adventures. Yeah, that's the that's the one where Zach got his butt touched in yeah. the basement. Yeah. But anyways, the story of Jenna Way is actually very, very, very interesting, and we delved into it even deeper and did some more research when we were there. And uh, what's kind of cool when you go to Gettysburg, and if you go there multiple times and take the tours. Yes. And talk to different people, and even the uh, the people dressed up the, in the look like forest rangers or whatever, but they're basically volunteers and they're historians, mm-hmm. uh, basically. So they have to know for the park service. Yeah, the park service. You talk to them; it doesn't cost you anything. Just walk them, and they love to talk to you and tell you the the history and things like that. But it's talking to the different people and then piecing together what's actually true. You know, because each one of them puts their little spin on it and members it a different, little different way and things like that. But um, we did that uh, the first time we were there, kind of piecing it together. And then when we went back, we added to our added missing, to it a little bit. Yeah, but, our missing pieces. Okay, so basically the story of Jenny Wade, her real name was actually Mary Virginia Wade. Correct, but everybody just called her Ginny. Yeah, that's what her mom called her, Ginny. Yeah. And it uh, wasn't J. Ginny, as in yeah. Virginia, so it was a G, so it was Ginny. Yeah, short for Virginia. But everybody just sort of knows her now as Jenny. Do you remember why? Go ahead. That's how they reported it in the newspaper mm-hmm. with and, a J. Yeah, J-E-N-N-I-E. You've talked about it a million times on this podcast, you know, in the short time we've had it, that... Not everything is always reported correctly. That's right. That's right. That and it just literally stuck. was not her name. Yeah. Uh, so if you go to Evergreen Cemetery and you look, it's actually easy to find her grave because it's the only one with the American flag over it. But yeah. um, you'll see the correct spelling of her name, Mary Virginia. And I think it has Jenny with a G. Um, but the house, the Jenny Wade house, has J E N N I E. Correct. And that was not her house. Right. That was her sister's house. Georgia. Georgia. And that really wasn't Georgia's house. They were renting half of it. Right. From, I believe, the, uh, I want to say McClellan's, but that's her name. Close enough. But we won't they talk were, about that. Yeah. They were, People who lived on the other side. Yes. All right. So here's what happened. Um, when the skirmishes started to come into town... Um, Jenny's sister was pregnant. Yes. And her mother went Very down. Very pregnant. Yeah, about ready to pop any minute. Yes. So her mother and I think one of her brothers, younger brothers, went down to her sister's house to take care of her because she was about ready to give birth. And they thought they would be safe or safer down there than at their other house where they lived up the street. A little ways yeah. because the confederates were in the northern part of gettysburg <clears throat> so jenny's mother sent for jenny and said bring your other brother and basically come down here and help me um and she did yeah there were some other things that happened as well one of her brothers was you know taken captive and her mom had to go and plead for his release and all this stuff too so there are other things that go with this story as well but in in the end they all end up at georgia's right to try to help her and to be a little bit safer now oh do you remember jenny's mother's name i don't know i just call her jenny's mother jenny's mother anyway <laughs> jenny's father he was locked up. He was he was not part of the war or anything like that. And actually, one of her brothers was off in the war. Yes, her um, oldest brother. Her father got locked up over a matter of $300 that he found in the street. And he was basically, I don't know, I guess we'll call him a drunkard, so to speak. He just took the $300 instead of turning it in, which that made it a crime. Because he didn't turn it in. He just went down and started drinking it away. And he was arrested. Eventually, he was sent to Eastern State Penitentiary to serve time. Where he sort of lost his marbles. he lost his marbles. So when he came back, they had him committed. Yes, her mother had him committed. So at the time, 
of the Battle of Gettysburg, he was actually in a, uh, I don't know if it's a poorhouse or something, but he was just basically out of his gourd. Okay, so what was the date? Was it July 2nd? Yes. Wow. Okay, so I'm going to say, correct me if I'm wrong. Because I know you know how to, since you are my wife. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go back to our notes here. I believe it was July 2nd. I believe it's July 2nd as well. See, I was right. Georgia was a McClellan. It was McLean that was the owners of the house. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay, so I'm trying to get the date of when it, this took place. The skirmish? Is that what you're looking for? No, when she actually died. On the skirmish, on the third. On the third, okay. All right, so on the first and the second, Jenny was down at the house, and she was basically, she would make bread and stuff to give to the Union soldiers. Yeah, it seems to be a a recurring theme, because remember... uh, Well, they were just eating that hard tack. Yeah, yeah. So and if you've never seen hardtack, I've seen hardtack. I've seen hardtack. I, I don't it's, think I could eat yeah, that. Yeah. So, Ugh. you know, Elizabeth Thorne, but I guess if that's she was all you making had to bread. Eat. Jenny's well, making bread. I can bread. imagine the soldiers, they smelling this bread cooking. They'd be up like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, can, can I, I just have, have a little some? piece? Yeah. Um, so she was baking bread for the soldiers, and they would come by and she'd give them the thing. I mean, this young girl, she's 20 years old, and, you know, she was rather pretty, you know. And on the morning of July 3rd, she had a, she was in there baking biscuits again or bread or whatever. Mm-hmm. And about 8 a.m., a shot was fired through the door of the house and basically caught her in the back, hit her heart, and she dropped dead instantly. Yes. Now, like I was saying earlier, getting back to that, you talk to different people in town as to where the shot came from. Most of the people think, and I can't remember if they proved this ballistically or not, that the shot came from the attic of the Farnsworth house. Yeah, they have um, tested the, the theory, and it seems that it is seems plausible. plausible. Yes. I think... That they were, because this was 8 o'clock in the morning, which in reality back then, they didn't fight that early in the morning. You know, they got up, they had breakfast, they, you know, got ready for the fight, then they then they had the skirmishes. So I think that they were up in that attic and they were maybe, these were sharpshooters and they were like sighting in their guns. And the guy was like maybe aiming for the doorknob or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that is one of the theories is that he was uh, doing a little target practice, trying to hit the doorknob and missed. Yeah, because this was, I meant to kill a civilian. That was a big offense. That was a big no-no. I meant from either side. That mm-hmm. was that was major, major no-no. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. Number one. And number two to kill a female was major that was just yeah so i don't bad. think he was aiming for jenny i think no. he was just, it was like an accidental shot yes and and you wouldn't have been able to see her right the door was shut it was it was definitely an accident so um anyway she fell to the floor her mother came in saw what happened Went right around the corner, because we were in the house, right around the corner to where her sister was laying in bed, screamed and said, your sister's dead. Right. Her sister screamed, and of course, in come the soldiers saying, hey, what's going on? And that's, I think, two, was it two or three soldiers, something like that. They um, decided they're going to help the family to get Jenny... Well, they and the wanted, family kind of like the safety, so yeah, to speak, because things were going to gonna go down. They wanted basically. to help the family get to safety, and, and her mother was like, I'm not leaving without Jenny. Right. And so the soldiers were like, okay, we'll figure a way for us to get Jenny out, too. Now, they couldn't go out that door because they knew that somebody from the Confederate side had that door um, scoped in. 
Right. So And the way out, that was it. That was the only way out. So what they did was is they went up the steps. Now, this was – the Jenny Wade house was kind of like a duplex, basically, mm-hmm. two sides. So they went upstairs in the bedroom and with the butts of their gun busted out the brick – so they could get to the other side of the house, down the stairs, outside, and into the basement. Right. And they basically stayed down there with them while the battle took place. Right. Um, after the battle was over, they actually buried Jenny in her sister's garden. Yes. Uh, for a while. Mm-hmm. Be sure before she was moved to Evergreen Cemetery. Yes. Now, that's the gist of what took place. There's that's the other basics. things that is really interesting that that stems from that too. Um, I like the one that's the legend about. Um, they say that Jenny was like secretly engaged to. Oh, what was his name? Johnston Jack Skelly. Yeah, Johnston Skelly. And everybody called him Jack. The Ghost Adventures, which I don't know if you're going to believe that stuff on there, too. I don't but know. But they kind of like it revealed that she might have been pregnant, but I, who knows. Um, but they were betrothed or, you know, mm-hmm. to get married. But the legend is, is if you go put your finger in that bullet hole yeah on the door mm-hmm. supposedly you end up getting married i mean they actually have a plaque hanging there yeah and there's lots of people who send the you know is it within a year yes something like that yes that's kind of i don't know I, I like those little things that spur off of that but uh <clears throat> do you uh do you remember how this goes on with uh with uh what's his name scully scully the yeah. culp Oh, about them? Yeah. Well, they, they all grew up together. Yeah, the three of them grew, grew up together as kids in Gettysburg. They all grew up together, and, and uh, they went off, and um, I believe it was uh, the other guy, Johnson, John Wesley Culp, went off and moved uh, as a result of yes. his job. Yeah, okay. So Gettysburg is on the border of the north and the, the south. south okay it's real close to the mason dixon line so to speak um now what was his first name i'm gonna call it jonathan but john is it or john? johnston which no, one Culp. Culp john is it john, john Culp. Culp. okay john wesley Culp. okay john wesley Culp worked for i believe it was a furniture company i believe you are right Okay, in the furniture company, he was born and raised in Gettysburg. He yes. grew up with Jenny Wade and Johnston Scully. But his company moved to Virginia. And if he wanted to stay employed, he had to move there with the company, basically, to stay right. working. Now, he was a member of the local militia, Culp was. Yeah, because that's what they did. Right. Now, back then... If you're a member of the militia, that's kind of like a club, right. you know, so to speak, like a hunting club, you know. But, you know, these guys get together, we're the militia, blah, blah, blah. All right. Well, when the war broke out, both sides basically called up the militias of these towns and asked them to join the actual army. Culp was called up because he was part of the militia. He became Confederate. Right. Although he's from a Union state. Yes. So everyone in Gettysburg considers him to be a traitor. Yes, because he went and he became a Confederate soldier. But in reality, he had no choice. I mean, he worked for this furniture company that moved to Virginia. He was a member of the militia. They called up the militia Confederate. So, you know, there's a lot of stories of family members against family members and, and, you know, that kind of thing. But, um Johnston, Scully, he joined up the Union Army and was off fighting in the war. Yes. At one point, the two of them found each other, basically, after a battle. battle. Yep. And uh, Johnston Scully was mortally wounded. He was going to die. Yes. 
So he wanted Culp to take a message to Jenny. And he wrote it out, gave it to Culp, and said, if you get back to Gettysburg, give this to Jenny. And right. it was basically, you know, I'm dying. I love you I love type you. Yeah. letter. Um, she never saw that note. Because Culp actually ended up fighting in the Battle of Gettysburg mm-hmm. and was killed. Yes. Now, the story of Culp, which is kind of sad, he had family that was in Gettysburg. Uh-huh. His uncle's house, I think his sisters were there too, right? And they told his sisters basically, hey, your brother's laying out there. You better go get him before somebody gonna, else find him. They're going to string him up. Yeah. They're going to basically, gonna if, you want, if you want the body, you better go get it. And they snuck out late at night and went and got him and drug him back to his yeah. uncle's and house. And I believe they buried him in the basement, in the basement. of his uncle's right. house. Right. Now, we won't get into paranormal stuff here, but that's one of the paranormal claims is him trying to find Jenny to give her the note. But um, <clears throat> And he's been seen. But um, she said she never got the note. No. So... Uh, we kind of took this whole story a step further when we were kind of investigating and looking around and stuff in Evergreen Cemetery. And we were looking for Johnston Scully's grave, which kind of sadly is not too far from... Jenny's. Jenny's. Mm-hmm. They still have not made it together, but they're close. But they're close. They could see each other. Yeah, it's sort of diagonal. You can kind of look across and you can see Jenny's grave from his. You can't really see his from hers because it's kind of flatter. Um, but if he was looking, he, you know, towards her grave, he'd be able to see her. Right. Yeah. Um, Culp, you can't find his grave because his uncle's house does not exist anymore. There's Culp's Hill which is basically a Supposedly, general location it, where the house was. but His his grave was moved. Um, I, I but they're not sure where it's actually where. at. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's another yeah. little side story yeah. of that Jenny Wade yeah. story, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, and it, Jenny was moved a couple times too. I mean, Jenny was actually moved three times. You know, we know Wesley Culp was moved <coughs> at, least, at least twice. Um so a lot of individuals who died at the Battle of Gettysburg, they were moved multiple times because they tried to bury the dead as quickly as they could, and then they eventually dug them back up and tried to get them back to their families. And So there is a lot of movement of bodies uh, around the Gettysburg area. Right. So that's two civilian women that played important roles in the Battle of Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. We have Jenny Wade, who was... Basically, baking bread, making bread for the Union soldiers, um, who just accidentally was shot and killed. Mm-hmm. Um, the only only civilian, civilian killed during, during the, the, battle. the Battle of Gettysburg. Yeah, and we keep stressing during the battle because yeah, there was other civilians. Other civilians killed. did die, but not during the battle, and not as a result of gunfire at the time of the battle. Um, a lot of those individuals died as a result of the military going, hey, we uh, we'll take we some talk stuff about, back. Yeah. We could talk about that a little bit more because it kind of ties into the Evergreen Cemetery, too, about, you know, the children and stuff that died. You just started to say it, and I cut you off. But That's okay. Go ahead, you know, well, what you were saying. The the government says, hey, we'll pay you for, you know, returning our weapons, and, you know, People were just going out to collect these things, and sometimes the shells would loaded. go off, and the guns would go off, and the people would die collecting them. Children, uh, and a lot of times it was kids, yeah, that were kind of going out to collect this stuff for them, and so things would go off, and then they'd end up in the Evergreen Cemetery. They would, yeah. Some of them in other little little cemetery plots, too. Um, like, the, there's two kids in particular that are buried in a different one that they definitely died from, from that. That's right. Um, That's right. But uh, a lot of them did end up in Evergreen because that was the biggest cemetery. That was the cemetery of the town. So, 
Of course, now there's multiple. You know, we have the National Cemetery there, and we'll talk about that in the next podcast. Um, but Evergreen Cemetery, very important. Jenny uh, Wade, she's important just simply because she was the only civilian who, who did die during this battle. Um, that is her actual reason for claim to fame um, in her death, right. uh, unfortunately. But, um, you know, she was doing her part. She was, you know, feeding the soldiers. Her mom was a seamstress, and she was uh, sewing the uniforms for the for the guys and, you know, making sure that they weren't all in tatters as much as she could. So, you know. And her sister eventually gave birth to little baby, what was his name, Lewis? Yes. Baby Lewis. Baby Lewis. We were there and actually did an investigation of the Jenny Wade's house on his birthday. Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah, little baby Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting stories, both of them. Mm-hmm. And there's There's a tons lot. More. Yeah, there's a lot to the Jenny Wade story, but to do it in a half an hour is, you know. So there are lots of other pieces and parts to that that story, but... Um, her actual house that she was born in. It's actually a winery today. It's a winery. The you house that there. they lived in at the time of the battle is, is still, still standing. There. It's still there. Yeah, and you can't the tour that. that. That's in. private property at this yeah. point. But there is a placard, at least, that says you know that it was her house. But you can go to the winery and go up through the house, and you don't even have to go and drink wine because we don't drink. But we said, hey, can we kind of walk around? And they were more than happy to let us just wander the building. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, that ends this episode. Okay. Unless you got something else. Well, of course I do. When yeah. have I ever let you get away with not having extra stuff to say? Stupid Little question. extra tidbits. Stupid questions. <laughs> stupid questions. Well, what do you get? Well, the first thing uh, is that that morning that Jenny was killed, she actually made a statement to her sister and her mom that was, um, if anyone in this house should die today, let it be me, because Georgia just had a baby. I remember that, yeah. And uh, Of course it was her. Not much longer, uh, she she got shot and... Wow. Talk about her. your premonitions, huh? Yeah, yeah. You won't hear me saying that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I, I, I've always found that quite interesting, um, just in itself. I mean, she she made that statement, and short time later, it came true. So, so that was one. And then I'm sure everybody is very curious about what happened to the bread that Jenny was making while she was shot. Oh, yeah. Aren't you? What did they do? Throw it out? <laughs> of course not. You're not going to waste that kind of stuff. So, um, in fact, it it was uh, reported that the day after, once the skirmish had all been taken care of and, and uh, it was safe, you know, they went back into the house from the basement. They went back into the house and Mom went right ahead and bake some bread and she ended up using the bread that jenny was making when she died uh she ended up making 15 loaves of bread out of that and uh she gave that to the soldiers to eat the same bread yeah Mm-hmm. interesting so uh jenny's bread continued on even after her death huh. she continued feeding the soldiers even after her death wow any more tidbits? Um, let's see. I know that uh, there are some pieces that have been donated. Um, the floorboards uh, in the Jenny Wade house, the floorboard that she actually was standing on when she was shot was um, on display for a short time. Um, it was while we were there. I don't know if it still is or not. Um, in the, her house. I know they, they displayed that. They got that. I got on. one. Yeah? Yeah. You have a tidbit? I have a tidbit. Tell us. All right. In Evergreen Cemetery, Mm -hmm. the statue that's there Mm -hmm. for her grave was actually donated 
by an organization that was put together and headed up by her sister. Yes. Out of state. Yes. She her sister moved. Sister's husband came back from the war. They moved. And her sister rallied this group. I forget the name of the group. Um, and they put together the money to donate that statue, which I'm sure was quite expensive. Yeah. Um, no, I can't remember. Was that when they moved her for the third time into Evergreen Cemetery? Yeah. Or yeah. was that after? No, that's when It was they when moved they her. moved Because mm-hmm. she was buried in, the, in her sister's garden. Then they moved her to another cemetery. And then... When they got the statue, they moved her. Now, I think the reason why she was moved the third time is somehow related to the National Cemetery. Okay, you know what I mean? Because I think what they did was was they they were they were putting some of the civilian casualties on that property, and we'll talk about that later, but. David Wills donated that property to that, the National Cemetery, and that's where they were moving them, some of them again, into the Evergreen Cemetery to kind of get things organized. Because okay. like you said earlier, there were bodies everywhere. You know, Union soldiers, Confederate soldiers, horses, livestock. I mean, stuff was just buried because they cut down the stink. Mm-hmm. So they were moving things all over the place, but... All right. Okay. All right. So uh, we'll be putting some stuff up on uh, untoldhistoryrevealed.blogspot.com. Uh, also on that uh, webpage, if you want to drop us a line, if you scroll down to the right-hand side, there's a little form you can fill out. And it'll send us an email. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions or comments, or if you think we're wrong, go ahead and tell us. Um, this is the stuff we put together and researched and love to hear some more stuff. Um, so until next time, I'm Sean. And I'm Marianne. And have a good night. You've been listening to Untold History.